Alhamdulillahi wa kafa Wassalamun ala ibadihi alladheen istafa amma ba'd Fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Faman kana yarju lika ar-Rabbihi Faman kana yarju lika ar-Rabbihi Falyamal amalan salihah Wala yushrik bi-ibadati rabbihi ahada Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad wa ala ala sayyiduna Muhammadin wa barik wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad wa ala ala sayyiduna Muhammadin wa barik wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse of Quran explained how we're supposed to feel how we're supposed to act what we're supposed to save ourselves from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ That whomsoever spends every moment of their life, يَرْجُ لِقَاءَ That they are yearning for the meeting رَبِّهِ with their Lord. All the time their heart is yearning for Allah ta'ala, yearning to meet Allah ta'ala. They live every second of this life just in anticipation of that meeting. This is their dream. Like everybody has dreams in life. Somebody's dream is that they want to have a house. Somebody's dream is they want to have a spouse. For these mu'mineen, their dream is I will finally meet Allah SWT on the Day of Judgment. So yes, it's Yom Al-Hashr, Yom Al-Qiyamah, Day of Judgment, days of re- Day of Resurrection. But for them, they view that day as Yom al like Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Yawma Yalqawnuhu, that this is the day that the believers will meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So they spend their whole life, Kana, Kana in Arabic comes for forever. They spend their whole life yearning to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And with that feeling, on the basis of that feeling in their heart, فَلْيَعْمَلْ amalan saliha, They do righteous actions, they do good deeds. Means they don't do a'mal because they have to. They do it because they want to. They don't pray because they must. They pray because they can't live without the salah. They pray because they're restless. They're waiting to meet Allah Ta'ala. They need to feed that love somehow. So they do ibadat. They do a'mal saleh They do all of these things to just keep themselves going until they can finally meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. This is Quranic insan. This is the level of mu'min, level of insan Allah Ta'ala wants to see in us. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ لِكَا رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ أَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Then when they have that feeling, and on the basis of that feeling they do the actions, then sometimes shaitan launches another attack. He tries to make them lose their ikhlas. He tries to make them do this ibadat for show, for display, for showing off, for some other reason, for worldly gain. So these people are so steadfast. They're such pure, true, sincere lovers of Allah SWT. They do not any associate any partners in the ibadat of their Rabb. Mukhlisina lahuddin. They're sincerely, purely, everything they do is for the sake of Allah SWT. So what does it mean Allah Ta'ala was teaching us that what's going to happen on that day of judgment is we're going to meet Allah SWT. Even the sinning believers, they also want that on that day when I meet Allah Ta'ala, I should meet Allah Ta'ala in such a way, radiyatum mardiyya, that I'm happy with Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is happy with me, I'm smiling at Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is smiling at me. 
Just like in this world, when two people meet one another, they don't like to meet one another. If you've betrayed a person, you don't like to meet them. You shy away from them. If you've been untrue to the person, you try to avoid them. Just like that, those believers who are betraying Allah Ta'ala, untrue to Allah Ta'ala, they can't have this feeling. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لَقَاءَ رَبِّهِ They can't have that feeling in their heart that they want to meet Allah Ta'ala. Instead, they're scared of death, scared of dying, scared of day judgment, scared of meeting Allah Ta'ala. And one sense, all of us have that fear, but they have a terror. They have this terror in them. Why? Because they're not true to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Just how can you meet someone, some being as amazing, as incredible, as powerful as Allah, Dhul Jalali Wal Ikram, Al Qahar, Al Mutakabir, when you've been untrue to him. But these believers they do Aqmal Saleh. They don't do any lack of ikhlas and they're just dying to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we also should in our heart should want that we should meet Allah Ta'ala in such a way that Allah Ta'ala is happy with us. And we are happy with him. So Allah Ta'ala told us two conditions then. First condition here was A'mal. What does it mean that all the time we do A'mal as-salih? All the time we keep trying to do good deeds. Now this sounds like a very basic thing. Many people think this is some baby thing to do good deeds. No. What Allah Ta'ala means here in Quran is that they fill every single gap in their life every second in their life with khair, with a'mal salih, thus they become salihin. They become salihin, salihat, mu'minin, mu'minat. Always trying to speak kindly, behave nicely, be good with someone, offer nasiya someone, offer doubt to someone, trying to be a good father, good mother, good husband, good wife, good son, good daughter, trying to pray every salah in the best way they can. They're constantly thinking about the quality of their a'mal. Amalan amala saliha, falyamal amalan saliha also means quality. The salahiya. This is why this is a salahiya of amal. A salahiya means that what's its quality? What's the standard of their salah? What's their standard of their behavior? What's the standard of their speech? So they're always trying to be on the best behavior, best standard. Falyamal amalan saliha. This is their desire. Why? Because they want to please Allah Ta'ala. Not because they want appreciation from creation. Wala yusrik. They're not associating anyone else. They're not looking for appreciation. They're not looking for promotion. They're not looking for accomplishment. They're doing it for the sake of Allah SWT. They're trying to make themselves better for the sake of Allah. This feature me and you don't have. Most of us, we try to make ourselves better. If we try, first many people are lazy. They're not trying to make themselves better. Those who try to make themselves better, they're doing it for the sake of dunya. They want appreciation, they want promotion, they want elevation, they want status, they want power, they want prestige. So that's why they try to make themselves better. But this mu'min, Qur'anic mu'min, no, he's making himself better for the sake of Allah SWT. Because he wants the meeting to be even better. He wants that meeting to be even sweeter. So he does falyamal amalan saliha. He tries to make himself even, she or she, she tries to make herself even better. So if she's a woman, she tries to do khidma of her husband for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Khidma of her family elders for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Tries to be a good mother to her children. Yes, because she loves her children. But also because she loves Allah Ta'ala. Yes, because she wants her children to love her. But also she wants Allah Ta'ala to love her. She does more and more. She has more haya for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, for the love of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is the nature of the believer. Everything in their life is about Allah.
Don't think this is some baby thing that I know about this good deeds. No, no, our life is empty of this. You better realize it now, other on the Day of Judgment, you'll realize how thin your amal are. <laughs> you won't come with book of deeds, you will come with pamphlet of deeds. Maybe you will come with parchment of deeds. Maybe you'll come with a warak, page of deeds. Maybe you'll come with waraka, one chit of deeds. Allah Ta'ala wants, فَلْيَعْمَلْ amalan saliha. They come with volumes and volumes of deeds. <laughs> Their book of deeds is an encyclopedia of amal salih. That's what they come to Allah Ta'ala. They're happy, they want to gift it to Allah Ta'ala. They, that's how they feel, I want to make these amal and bring big encyclopedia of amal and gift it to Allah Ta'ala on Day of Judgment. That's how they live their life. Hmm? It's a very, just a feeling. Quran al-Kareem is guiding insan to how to feel about Allah Ta'ala. It's very deep, very deep. فَمَنْ كَانَ أَمَلًا So they have to do lots of amal. Everything. Adab, akhlaq, hukukul ibal, hukukullah, ibadat, dawah, ilm, zikr, all of it is amal. But the condition was what? وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ ahada. Only for Allah. Solely for Allah. Purely for Allah. Then the reward will come purely from Allah. Then they can gift it totally. They're saving these amal. They want to gift it to Allah on Day of Judgment. They don't want appreciation in this world for it. Because there'll be waste of amal. Then no, no, I'm saving this for akhirah. I'm saving this for Allah. I want my Allah to appreciate me. I want my Allah to, Allah to be happy with me. This is the feeling of a believer. All the time. Then another meaning of this, wala yushrik ahada, means when they were doing good actions, they don't end up in the wrong feelings. They're careful how they behave, how they act, their amal, but they're also careful how they feel. What happens sometimes, some of us, especially people like those who are sitting here today, who come to masjid for salah, alhamdulillah, we are people of salah, we fast Ramadan, some of us are in dawah, zikr, ilm, khidma, community, etc. Problem is not so much our actions then. We actually do some good deeds. Our problem is our heart. We have given our heart to makhluk and our heart to dunya. Our heart is attached to money, to shop, to factory, to business, to power. Our heart sometimes is attracted to makhluk, mahram. So the heart is doing shirk. This is a type of shirk, it's called shirk khafi. When is shirk to bow and do sajda to some statue? Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala keep us on hifaza. We don't do that. And we hope Allah Ta'ala never puts us in that. But a lot of us are guilty of shirk khafi. That our hearts, emotions bow to ghairullah. Our heart is attracted to unlawful ghairullah. Our heart feels envy, our heart feels lust, our heart feels romance. That's also a type of shirk. That's also a type of shirk. When Allah SWT made it clear in Qur'an, Ajeeb Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, وَمِنَ nasi That there are going to be some from the people, some persons. What are they going to do? مَنْ يَتَّخِذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ andada. They will take other than Allah Ta'ala as andada, as rivals, as partners. But where will they take it as rivals? In their heart. يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ that they love those rivals the way they were supposed to love Allah. Now, I'm not talking about balance here. It's about muhabba. Yuhibbunahum kahubbillah. It may even be a friend. It may even be a friend. That they love that friend the way they were supposed to love Allah. 
So they tell that friend, I'm always here for you. I will always be there for you. That friend calls them at 3 a.m. They're ready to show up. The Muslim calls them for azan. They sleep through fajr. Hmm? They love them like they were supposed to love Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Oh, strange. Look Allah Ta'ala talked about. This is shirk fil mahabba. Shirk in love. Shirk in feeling. Shirk in emotions. Sometimes women have this problem also. They will love a cousin. They will love them for their good looks. You're supposed to love Allah Ta'ala for his beauty. They will love somebody because he does something for them. You were supposed to love Allah Ta'ala because he does things for you. This is the love we give to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. What does it mean that that person was nice to me, therefore I started feeling attracted to them? This is not love for creation. This is love for creator. Allah Ta'ala is nice to me, I'm attracted to Allah. Why are you falling in these worldly loves? Yuhibbunahum kuhubbillah. You are loving them the way you were supposed to love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Then people get caught up in these unlawful loves. Then they can't get themselves out. They say, I can't forget that person. You're supposed to say that about Allah Ta'ala. I can't forget Allah. I'm always thinking about Allah. I always want to be with Allah. I always want to worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This was reserved for Allah Ta'ala. What does it mean you had a crush? You have an infatuation. You have an attraction. Even you have an interest even your gaze. What does it mean you even notice that makhluk? You are only supposed to be noticing Allah. Yuhibbunahum kahum billah. They start loving all these creations the way they were supposed to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So no, this person, they stay away from that. That's what it means. Wala yushrik ahada. They don't in their heart. They give no place. Ahada. They give place to no one except pure love for Allah Ta'ala and then all the loves that Allah Ta'ala allows to exist with His. Means love for siblings, love for family, love for mu'mineen, love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, etc. Only that. Nothing else can exist in their heart. So this is also a type of shirk. And our problem is that we expose ourselves. We want to watch screen, we want to talk to people, we want to see things. All of these things come and pollute our heart. Then all our heart becomes a resting place for all of these idols. Our heart becomes a resting place for all of these idols. Even we have seen that sometimes when people get so caught up in this unlawful love for creation, they get depressed and sad when that love doesn't bear fruit. Even it may go all the way to suicide when that love doesn't bear fruit. They were supposed to go for shahada. Yes, you're supposed to sacrifice your love for Allah Ta'ala. That's called shahada. Sacrifice your life for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. And they commit suicide. They sacrifice their life for the sake of this false love. Exactly what Allah said in Quran, yuhibbunahum kahum billah. They started loving creation the way they were supposed to love Allah Ta'ala. They started missing creation the way they were supposed to miss Allah Ta'ala. Now listen carefully. They started longing for creation the way they were supposed to long for Allah Ta'ala. This yarju. They started yearning for the company of creation the way they were supposed to yearn with the company of Allah Ta'ala. They were yearning for the appreciation of creation the way they were supposed to yearn for Allah's appreciation for them. Yuhibbunahum kahum billah they started loving all these things. It's plural. Yuhibbunahum. They started loving creations. Kahubbillah. The way they were supposed to love that one and only Allah. 
And for some people it's not makhluk, for some people it's dunya. They started loving their possessions. They started loving their homes. They started loving their bank accounts. They started loving their degrees. They started loving their properties. Yuhibbunahum kahum billah, the way they were supposed to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No hukmah. So true believers saves themselves from this. Saves themselves from this. Why? Because if you go this false path, you will only get humiliation. This is called zillat. Our Mashaik, they say that if you ever try any unlawful love, you will never ever get izzat through that. You may get some false haram lazat, but you can never get izzat. Never. It's impossible to get izzat through haram. It's impossible to get izzat through makruh. What happened to the believers that they don't care about izzat anymore? They were supposed to be talib of izzat. Instead they become talib of lazat. If they become talib of lazat, they end up in zillat. You understand in English, they're supposed to be searching their honor, and instead they're searching pleasure. But if they go for pleasure outside the boundaries that Allah Ta'ala set for them, they end up in dishonor and disgrace. They will only become zalil. And we get so many cases like that. Women who made themselves zalil. Why? Because they were going for company, companionship, affection, attention. You were supposed to go for Allah Ta'ala's attention, Allah Ta'ala's affection. Allah Ta'ala's company, but you chose to find it there. That person, he will betray you. He will leave you. Yuhibbunahum kahum billah. They were attention seekers, affection seekers, pleasure seekers from creation when they were supposed to seek that attention, affection, and pleasure from Allah. Hmm? Big type of shirk. Big type of shirk that we do. Then you will find that what do they end up doing when they have these false loves then they engage in falsehood. means they have to lie to cover this up. Then you will find them lying to wife. Yes, you will find them lying to children. I have to stay at work. I have to do this. She will lie to parents. They will start lying to cover this up. Then they in false love. Now they're in false words. First they had false feelings. Now they have false words. Now they have false actions. Then they will lose the amal salih One by one the amal salih will go away. They will lose their adab and akhlaq. They will snap at people. They will be irritable at people. They won't want anyone to guide them. They want anyone to ask them. They will lose their hukukullah. They will lose their ibadat. They will lose their salah. All of this because they allowed themselves to get the unlawful feelings. No hukmah. So we have to be intelligent. We have to be intelligent that how am I spending my life in this world? Is my the way I spend my life in this world... Is it going to get me respect from Allah Ta'ala? Is it going to get me appreciation from Allah Ta'ala? Or am I disrespecting myself in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? That's what they uses that term in Quran that they do zulm on their own self. They do israf on their own self. They disrespect their own self. So on the Day of Judgment, there's another way to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And that is a way to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala the way two lost friends meet. The way two lost lovers reunite. Allah Akbar. That's another way to meet Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Like long lost lovers reuniting. That's why the Arabs used to say, Al-Mawtu Jasrun Yusunul Habib Ilal Habib. That death is just like a bridge. It unites one lover with the other lover. Allah Akbar. They're happy to go. Allah Ta'ala is happy for them to come. Allah Ta'ala calls out to them, Ya ayyutahan nasul mutminna, irji'i, irji'i ila rambiki radiyatum mardiyya. Allah Ta'ala is happy to see them. 
Allah Ta'ala wants to see them. Allah Ta'ala is waiting to see them. You can even say like this, Allah Ta'ala can't wait to see them. Means he's saying, Irji, he hasn't given the hukum of mouth yet. Mouth is still going to come. But before Allah Ta'ala decrees mouth upon them, even before that he's calling them Irji. Mouth will come and it comes. But Allah Ta'ala is doing elan in Quran for them. That I want you to come back. Allah Akbar. And they're the same way. Even before mouth comes to them, they want to go also. How many people are like that? Death hasn't come to us and you say, I want to go now. Who can say that? Huh? Nabi Kareem Sallallahu he mentioned this in Hadith, sign of the true Muslim. That they are ready for death before death is ready for them. Allahu Akbar. They are ready for death before death is ready for them. They are ready to go before the angel of death is ready to take them. This is called believer in Islam. Allahu Akbar Kamira. Who can say we're like that? Huh? If I told any of you, but that's it, you'll be gone before Asr. You'll start panicking. You'll start shrieking. <laughs> yes. Who says they're ready to go? This is the true believers. They have so much love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that when they meet, Allahu Akbar. When they meet, then they enjoy. They enjoy that meeting. So they're practicing now. They pray tajjud salah, they make dua, they make zikr. It's all practice for the meeting with Allah Ta'ala. That's how they approach their ibadah. And what happens in, in their ibadah, then Allah Ta'ala gives them a taste of that meeting. Yes, in this life, in this world, in their ibadah, Allah Ta'ala gives them a qurb, a glimpse of that qurb, a lutf, a lazat, true enjoyment. When they get that true enjoyment of the heart, then they stop becoming pleasure seekers of the nafs. But when they don't get that pleasure in the heart, then everyone will be seeking the pleasures of dunya and nafs and makhluk. So it's our choice. We want to live up to Qur'an. We want to be the way Allah Ta'ala wants us to be in Qur'an. Or we want to be the way the world wants us to be. We want to be the way people want us to be. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi made it so easy for us. He said in one hadith, Istafti kalbah, to just ask your heart. Another hadith of also some said, if you're doing something and your heart starts fluttering, hard to explain the thing is if your heart starts trembling, means you feel guilt, your pulse races, your breath goes fast, you know you're sinning. Even look, Allah Ta'ala put this from khashi'in mu'mineen, physical alamat, physical sign and indicator that what you're about to do is sin. A believer can tell. His beat, heart, parts starts. And physical heart, not spiritual, physical heart. Physical heart starts beating faster. Breath starts going faster. He gets shaky. She gets nervous. She gets scared. This is a sign. <laughs> this is hidayah from Allah subhanahu ta'ala. This is Allah ta'ala trying to give you hidayah through your own physical reaction that this course of action is not good for you. But can you imagine that that person, they don't have sabr. They can't do sabr. They can't stop their nafs. But they have so much sabr Despite her heartbeat racing, despite her breath, despite her nervousness, she can still follow through on the sin. Hmm? This is a different type of sabr. Ajeeb, himmat people have for sin today. Notwithstanding their constant spiritual heart calling to them, notwithstanding their physical heart beating faster trying to tell them, they still, they so deliberately do sin. They have so much himma, so much deliberation, they go through all the way, follow through with the sin. Allah Akbar. Can you imagine? Young man is on the screen. He knows I shouldn't click this. His heart starts beating. His fingers start shaking. But he has so much intensity of lust. He follows through. He t- keeps his qu- heart quiet. 
He keeps his body quiet. He goes all the way. So much himma. Huh? Then he comes and tells me, I don't have himma. I can't make zikr. If you only made zikr with the same himma that you made sin, you would become the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you only made zikr with the same istikamat with which you do sin, you become the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or if you only made zikr with the same mujahada, Mujahada means you remain steadfast, you follow through on the course even though you're shaky. Hmm? That's how people sin today. Huh? Those poor women, that's how they sin. They know, they respond to the asthma. She said, meet me here, they're walking there. She knows all the way Allah Ta'ala gives her hidayah. All the way she feels nervous, she feels shaky, but she does sabr. She holds herself and she goes and meets him at that time in that place. Allah Akbar. Can't you just make mujahada for Allah Ta'ala? Exactly the same, same thing. Same feeling that you were doing for Ghairullah. You were supposed to do that for Allah Ta'ala. Yuhimbunahum kahum billah. They're doing love for creation. Stuck on creation. They're stuck on creation the way they should be stuck on Allah. They're obsessed with creation the way they should have been obsessed with Allah. They're enchanted with creation the way they were supposed to be enchanted with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Caught up in this cycle of sin. Caught up in this cycle of sin. So what does it mean when the heart says it's wrong? When you want that you shouldn't be caught, this is another sign. Allah Ta'ala gives us this hidayah. When you want that nobody should know what I'm doing, that's a sign it's sin. Then your fikr should change. It shouldn't be that you're worried that no one should know, or I shouldn't be caught, I shouldn't be exposed. It should be that Allah Ta'ala shouldn't know. The only way Allah Ta'ala won't know is if you don't do it. There's no way you can do it and Allah Ta'ala won't know. Yes, there are ways you can do sin that creation won't know. There's ways you can do sin that wife won't know. There are ways you can do sin that children won't know. There are ways you can do sin that parents won't know. There's no way to do sin that Allah Ta'ala doesn't know. The only way that can happen is by not doing it. You don't do it, then Allah Ta'ala begins. There's nothing to know. <laughs> nothing to know. Hmm? So strange. Same thing. If we only feared Allah Ta'ala as much as we feared creation, we'd become wali of Allah Ta'ala. If only we were embarrassed and shameful in front of Allah Ta'ala, the way we get embarrassed and ashamed in front of creation, we become the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yuhibbunahum kahum billah. They have the feelings for creation that they were supposed to have for Allah Ta'ala. They're supposed to have those feelings for the creator. We've got caught up, caught up in this problem. Caught up in this problem. So we shouldn't let this Feelings for Zerullah come into our heart. That's why Deen teaches us to keep the doors of the heart closed, the gates of the heart shut. That's called the eyes and the ears. When you look at creation, when you listen to creation, when you talk with creation, when you think about creation, all of these things make that creation enter your heart. All of these things make that creation enter our heart. So Allah SWT made it very clear that they do amal salih and they don't do this shirk khafi, then they will be able to continue on with this feeling that their whole life they will be yearning to meet Allah Ta'ala. Their whole life they will be loving Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Whole life they will be able to love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So because women are here also, so we give them one example. Ummi Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha. She had so much love for Allah Ta'ala and Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that when her own father came, she's from Ummahatul Mu'mineen. So when her own father came to meet her, so she was sitting on the bed and he came and he thought he could sit down on the bed. She said, no, you can't sit on this bed because this is the bed where Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sits. Did he tell her own father? 
Why? Because it doesn't befit you to sit under the bed. Hmm? Now look, this is the taqwa of a woman. She can treat her mahram man like that. Huh? Why can't the women of today treat the non-mahram man like that? Hmm? But you can't come anywhere near my izzat. You can't come anywhere near. Hmm? How can you even message me? What makes you think you can even add me? Allah hmm? Akbar. You can't come anywhere near. That's the attitude you have to have. Wala yushrik. That's what it means. They don't let anybody come near. And they don't let anybody come in their mind, anybody come in their heart. There is no bigger mistake than we have seen people do in this day and age other than letting ghair mehram come into their heart. Any girl who lets ghair mehram come into her heart will get it with jati. It brings about the destruction and ruination of her heart. Any man who lets any even image, even a single image of a single ghair mehram, if you let that come in your heart, you destroy your heart. This is our problem. And not single time, single glance, single moment. We are repeat offenders. <laughs> repeat offenders. Same problem. They got so attracted, so interested over and over again. It's only Allah Ta'ala, this five times prayer every day, day after day. Allah is trying to train our heart. If there's anybody, any being that you're going to love to over and over again, any being that you're going to turn to over and over again, any being that you're going to want and miss over and over again, it's Allah. What were you going to creation over and over again, going back to that screen over and over again, going back to sin over and over again? Yuhibbunahum kahum billah. They fall in love with these things, the way they were supposed to love Allah Ta'ala. They behave with creation the way they were supposed to behave with the Creator. So no, you have to protect your haya and your izzat the same way people of the dunya protect their money. Huh? The way they protect their wealth with guards and locks and keys and gates and burglar bars. Huh? They protect their money like that. Infinitely more precious to us than all the money and wealth in the world is our haya, our izzat, our iman. We should protect that even more than we would protect money, even more than we would protect our life. We should protect our iman. People can sacrifice life for iman. This is the sign if you want to see what's more valuable. What are you willing to sacrifice? Hmm? So people's money and people's health. So health is more valuable. Why? Because if a person is sick, they can sacrifice all their money for the medicine. So because you can sacrifice the money for health, means health more valuable. Iman is more valuable than our health. Iman is more valuable than our health. What health? Even our life. If we had to choose one, do you sacrifice life or you sacrifice Iman? You have two choices. Sacrifice life for Iman, that's called Shaheed. Sacrifice Iman for life, that's called Murtad. These are two extremes in our deen. Hmm? Clearly then we are willing to sacrifice even our life for Iman. So when one can sacrifice, this is what it means to take Hidayah from the Shuhada. The real lesson that the shuhada leave, their legacy, is that for deen one can even sacrifice their entire life for iman. So we should think, can't I sacrifice the haram pleasures of life for my iman? Can't I sacrifice the doubtful things in my life for my iman? Can't I sacrifice all these ghair mahrams in my life for the sake of iman? When there are people in history of ummah who sacrificed their entire life for the sake of their iman. This is the hidayah of the shuhada. This is the legacy of shuhada. This is what Allah Ta'ala mentions in Siratul Ladina Anamta Alayhim. 
الذين انعم الله من النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين we supposed to be guided by that we should be guided by that so we're not interested in looking at the praise of anyone we're not interested in becoming the beloved of anyone this is another type of that shirk we want to become the beloved of anyone and everyone you are supposed to want to become the beloved of allah taala same problem yuhibbunahum kahubbillah they wanted to be beloved to this one they wanted to get attention by this one they wanted to be made felt special by this one you want to be special in allah taala's eyes you want to be beloved in allah taala's eyes what happened to you allah taala gave you every single hidayah how to be special to him pray tahajjud have taqwa have haya follow sunnah for women wear niqab wear ibaya you will be special in allah taala's eyes we were telling in women's bayan earlier today that that woman who wears niqab allah taala will stare at you with more attraction then all the men in the world stare at all the models and actresses in the world it's your choice you want non mahram men to stare at you with attraction or you want allah taala to stare at you with attraction allah taala will gaze lovingly at that woman who protects her haya hmm allah akbar now to get the men to gaze at you with attraction you have to be beautiful some of you may or may not be beautiful you have to wear makeup some of you may or may not afford makeup but to get allah taala to gaze at you and stare at you with attraction and love you don't need anything you just need haya you just need iman you just need your niqab that's it you put on niqab and go outside instantly allah taala will be staring at you allah taala will be staring at you from his zat not even his sifat our masayh they explain this tajliyat zati means allah taala will stare at you from his core of every aspect of him from his karam from his rahma from his fazl from every single aspect allah taala will love you allah akbar hmm subhanallah and people aren't interested in that how could you sacrifice that for the sake that others should be attracted in me ghairullah should appreciate me ghairullah should notice me you want allah taala to notice you Hmm? What is the matter with us? We forgot why we exist. We forgot why we've been created. So on the day of judgment, there are two ways to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. One way is to meet Allah Taala the way two long lost friends, long lost lovers will meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Hmm? And the second way is like the criminal who is caught, and he is brought in front of the judge, and the criminal knows he is guilty. and the criminal knows all the evidence is there to establish his guilt and he just has to stand and wait the sentencing can you imagine how difficult that is that's how the sinning believer will feel any sin that we do that we don't make true toba of on the day of judgment that will be the only thing that we remember we will forget we will lose all other hosh all other shuur all other awareness all other consciousness just like that criminal when he's standing and he knows he's been arrested on a crime that he did and they have all the evidence at that moment he will forget everything else about himself he will forget he's a good father she will forget she's a good mother they won't remember anything good that they did in their life the only thing they will be thinking about is this crime i'm guilty of and i have been caught for that's how the person will stand this is the second way to meet allah taala like the guilty criminal is caught and arrested and dragged in front of the judge Allahu Akbar. When they were envisioning that, the Arabs used to say, 
They said that that waiting for the sentencing of Allah Ta'ala is even more difficult than dying. Allahu Akbar. Ajeeb. Hmm? We don't want to meet Allah Ta'ala like that. Huh? We don't want to meet Allah Ta'ala like that, like a criminal dragged in front of the judge. We want to meet Allah Ta'ala in the first way. Hmm? Like that lover who is long lost meeting their beloved. So there are two major feelings that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has taught us. That if we have these two feelings, we can live this ayah. You see, I just did one ayah for you. I'm just doing one ayah. But this ayah has to be lived. We have to become this ayah. It's not enough to do recitation of this ayah, do translation of this ayah. Quran Kareem hasn't come just for recitation and translation. Quran Kareem has come to live, to be the meaning, to become the feeling, to become walking, living, breathing tafsir of Quran. That's why Allah tells the Quran upon us. And Allah Ta'ala sent Sayyidina Rasulullah to show us that. Nabi Kareem was living Qur'an. So text Qur'an and living Qur'an, both Allah Ta'ala sent to this Ummah. Allah Akbar. So two major feelings, because there's so much, but we're just going to tell you two feelings today. These are the two master feelings. That if we can get these two feelings in our heart, inshallah Ta'ala we will get all the feelings of Qur'an, all the feelings of Deen Islam, all the feelings of Quran, all the feelings of Deen Islam, this is called love and fear. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If anybody has any problem in any area of Deen, guaranteed is because they're lacking in one or both of these two things. Guaranteed, there's no other place you need to look. Either there's lack of love or lack of fear. Either they suffered from a lapse of love or a lapse of fear. One of these two feelings went down. So, so easy, alhamdulillah. Our Messiah, they explain these things to us. We share them with you. And we have to work on this. We have to get this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to get this fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you will see that Allah ta'ala put these feelings. Now, I'll give you an example. Even, even I give you even laziness. Even if somebody says, I, my problem isn't that I sin, my problem is that I'm just lazy. Alright, even that laziness is due to either lack of love or lack of fear. Everything is due to this problem. For example, let's take a person who is physically handicapped. That's even more, more than lazy. You say, I'm not lazy, I'm handicapped, right? Okay, if you tell that person, that look, if you come at Fajr Salah, you're going to get 10,000 pounds. You think they will come? They would come. <laughs> they would come no matter what. They would overcome anything. They would overcome any obstacle for the sake of that. Why? Because they have love for money. So love is a power that motivates a person out of laziness. This is the purpose. If a person is lazy, don't give yourself an excuse like that. You have to get out of this laziness. That's what Allah tells us in Quran. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّهُمْ that those who have iman are intensely extreme in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala was doing that because the love takes us out of laziness. Then they will come, they will make ibadah, they will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second thing that can shake a person is fear. Fear. So for example, if we told people that whoever doesn't come for fajr, the police will arrest them. You will see in the whole masjid will be filled at fajr. <laughs> if you told them that whoever doesn't come for fajr, the police will arrest them. 
Even if we say, police will arrest them and let them go after 24 hours. With no, even if I said that, the police will arrest them and let them go after 24 hours with no charges filed and no record kept. Still, you will see every single Muslim in the neighborhood will show up for Fajr. Even the children will show up. Even those who are so young of Fajr is not even far on them. Even they will show up. Hmm? Why? Because of fear. So the point of these examples where love motivates a person, love inspires a person. Fear also motivates a person. This is why Allah Ta'ala wanted us to have these two feelings in our heart for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These two feelings in our heart for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now obviously the love has to do with that yearning to meet Allah Ta'ala in the good way. And that fear was the fear of meeting Allah Ta'ala like a criminal. Love for Allah Ta'ala and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you will see if somebody has this love, what happens? That they're always yearning to meet. So I'll give you an example. The women are here. So if a woman, she truly loves her husband and her husband was gone on some journey, maybe da'wat for Allah Ta'ala, maybe for sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even for business trip, even for that. And he's coming home, let's say after some few weeks, one month. So if she loves him, what happens? She's yearning for the meeting. All the children are getting excited. Mother is getting excited. They're counting the time. They're counting the days. Even when the day comes, they're counting the hours and minutes of the flight will arrive. All types of preparations are being done at home. Why? Because this is a feeling of love. Love creates in the heart a yearning to meet. Just like that, these believers who are ashaddu humban lillah, that they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are just passing the time in this world until they can meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are yearning to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are collecting good deeds along the way. Just like this woman is preparing house and thinking what she can do in preparation for the meeting, the believer is collecting good deeds, doing a'mala saleh, because he wants to meet Allah ta'ala in a good way. Then you will see sometimes if you want to meet someone and you have love for them, so before you go or along with when you go, you take some gift for them. You take a basket, gift basket for them, you send some card to them, you send some message to them. Just like that, these believers who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they do these a'mala saleh, that's their gift basket that they want to bring to Allah ta'ala. That's their card that they send ahead to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's their love that they send to their beloved. So that means that salah, their salah is their gift, their salah is their ibadah, their salah is the message that they send to Allah Ta'ala. So they gift wrap the salah with khushu and khuzu, they gift wrap the salah with zikr of Allah Ta'ala, they gift wrap the salah with long sajda, they gift wrap the salah with feelings for Allah Ta'ala, and then they send it, then they send it. Then you will find a person when they love, they love to talk, they love to talk to their beloved. So if there's a parent talking to their child who they love, they don't want them to get off the phone. They want to keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. So just like that, the lover of Allah Ta'ala keeps reciting Qur'an, keeps reciting Qur'an. They have to wrench themselves away from Qur'an, just like that mother has to force herself to get off the phone with her child because she knows her child has something else to go to. They wrench themselves away. They wrench themselves away. So this is the feelings of love. This is the feeling of love. And then the ultimate feeling of love is that the person wakes up at the time of the hajjud. The hajjud is the time of the lovers. In other words, we're trying to share with us how to get this love. Understand carefully. It's not going to happen that you, do, you have the feeling first and then do the actions. 
for you it won't work like that. It's not going to happen that, okay, one day when I start loving Allah Ta'ala, then I pray to Hajjah. It won't work for you like that. How will it work for you is that let me start praying to Hajjah. Let me show up at the time of lovers. Let me do what the lovers do. Let me act the way lovers act. Let me look at the way the lovers lo- love. Let me pattern myself after the lovers. Allah Ta'ala will make me a lover. That's how it works for us. That's another type of person, not this present crowd, who has the feelings first and does the actions later. It's too late for us. Why? Because we're already guilty of We already had the feelings first. That was the wrong love. <laughs> In that world we had feelings first and did actions second. Had lust first and bad nazri second. Had unlawful feeling first, unlawful second. We already used that card of feeling first, action second. We used it on haram love. So now we want to get the love for Allah Ta'ala. You're going to have to do the actions first. This is mujada. This is why we need mashaykh to train us, to teach us this tazkiyah. They will push us to do these actions even though you don't have the feelings. I know that. We tell you to do zikr. You're not a zakir. Yes, job of mashaykh is to train ghair zakirin to do zikr. Job of Mashaik is to train ghair muhibbin to pray tahajjud. This is the work of Mashaik because you don't have those feelings yet. You have to do those actions. You have to push yourself to do actions. That's called mujahada. Mujahada means to make ibadah when you don't want to. Mujahada means to make ibadah when you don't feel like it. Mujahada means to be outwardly even though you don't feel that way inwardly yet. You're not a lover that you pray tahajjud, but you pray tahajjud anyway. And the door you make at tahajjud is that Allah make me a lover. You have to go for these actions and that's difficult. That requires effort. That requires somebody at your back. That requires somebody pushing you. That's called mashaik. That's called tazkiyah. So you have to go for this tajjud first. You have to make this ibadat first. You have to make this zikr first. Then when you do these actions of muhabbah, when you do the a'mal of muhabbat, then you will get the ahwal of muhabbat. When you do the acts and actions of the lovers, you will get the feelings of the lovers. Yes, because we already engaged in the haram love. That's another group of people, muttaqeen, salihin, that first they had feelings for love for Allah, and then they did actions of love. We gave that to something else. We gave that to creation. So we have to have this love. We have to have this love. Everything we do indeed has to be for love. One aspect of love is also to sacrifice for the beloved. To sacrifice. Sacrifice time, sacrifice comfort, Sacrifice money, sacrifice others for the sake of your beloved. Sacrifice others for the sake of your beloved. This is also part of the amal, the andaz muhabbat. Our mashayik say, Nurnuke, and ye rahim muhabbat hai, ye rahe ishk hai, ye ek tarika hai, ye kalandari ka rast hai. To is rahe ishk hai adat apnai, Allah ta'ala ke ishk de denge. How to explain to you? Hmm? It means this is the path of love, the way of lovers. You should behave like the lovers, you will become like the lovers. Hmm. Behave like them, you will become like them. Imitate them, you will become like them. Hmm. So who are those lovers? They're called Mashaik and Awliya. That's why Allah Ta'ala told us in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena aminatakullaha wa kunu ma sadiqeen Just be with them. Because in order to become like them, all you have to do is be with them. Because to become like them, you have to outwardly be like them. When you be with them, you will pattern yourself after them. That's it. Kunu ma sadikin. 
Alama Alusina Tagurin Tafsir, Khalituhum, that you should mix with them so much until you become mithlahum, until you become like them. Mix with them, intermingle with them, join yourself with them so much till you become their mithl, till you get the likeness with them. Hmm? When you get the likeness with them, you will become like them. Kunu masadikin. This is what people don't understand in tasawwuf. That all oh, person is loving shaykh and being with shaykh. It's called Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala said, Kunu masadikin. This is what it is. Kunu masadikin. Be with them, become like them. That simple. We've seen it. <laughs> we've seen this. I can't say thousands. We've seen thousands try. We've seen tens of thousands try and we've seen a few hundreds become. Oh. Yes, we've seen tens of thousands try and we've seen few hundreds become. But it's enough to know it's true. Those others who didn't become because they didn't really be. Oh. They didn't really be so they didn't become. Kun hmm? fayukun. Be and they became. Kunu ma sadikin fayukun. Be with them, you become like them. But this is an effort. This is an effort. So this is the sacrifice. Sacrifice a person has to make. So you will find this is a sign of the mashaykh and awliyaullah that they make sacrifice. Sacrifice of different things. When we're with them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that tawfiq, gives us that karam from His only... This is the fazl and karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is only the karam and fazl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then to give you another example of the feeling of love is that the lover gives for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a very long incident. Actually, this is Allah Ta'ala mentions in Quran al-Kareem. We'll just recite to you the verse, وَيُطْعِمُونَ تَعَامَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ What is actually a story about Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu wa karamallahu wajh and Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha that they were fasting and then they wanted to break their fast and every day somebody came First miskeen, then yatim, then asir. Different people came. So when they gave to the miskeen, then yatim, then asir, then Allah Ta'ala for three days basically, Sayyidina Allah every day he used to work in hard manual labor. Hard manual labor. And earn enough daily wage. Daily wage that barely he had enough money to make, purchase enough food for his beloved wife to make iftar. And every day for three days straight they gave that iftar to somebody who was asking. But why did they give it? Now that's not there in the story. But Allah Ta'ala revealed the behind the scenes emotion. Allah Ta'ala describes him in Quran. وَيُتْعِمُونَ التَّعَامَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ حُبِّهِ means عَلَى حُبِّ اللَّهِ They were feeding the people out of their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Mashaikh said, Ke khana ki maze, khilana ki maze. Huh? Actually it's coming from Quran. And one is the enjoyment of eating and one is the greater enjoyment of feeding. But the enjoyment of feeding is when you do it for the love for Allah subhanahu wa So it means they got another delight. This is what we're trying to do. They got another delight, another happiness, another lazat in their heart. That comes from these a'mal of muhabbat. So when you do the a'mal of muhabbat, you get the lazat of muhabbat. means when you do the acts and actions, when you mimic, literally mimic, imitate, copy, the acts of the lovers, you will get the sweetness of the love that the lovers felt. Once you start getting the sweetness of the love that the lovers felt, then you also become the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kunu ma sadiqeen. Allah ta'ala made it so simple, so clear in Qur'an, so simple, so clear in Qur'an.
very briefly a little bit about fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's the second feeling without the fear the love isn't complete the fear is the completion of the love this is the takmil of the muhabba it's not something separate these are together the fear of Allah ta'ala is interwoven interlaced with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's why Allah ta'ala used two types of words in Quran for this one is khawf and one is khashiyya so khashiyya is the fear that is born out of love. Man khashiyya rahman That person who feels what? Khashiyya. Khashiyya. For who? For Allah Ta'ala. But when? When they're remembering that Allah Ta'ala is Ar-Rahman. Now when you normally, we thought that they think Allah Ta'ala is Ar-Rahman, you would feel relaxed. Allah Ta'ala is merciful. No. This person feels fear. Why? It's a fear born out of love. What does it mean? That the lover, anybody who has love, has a special type of fear. Unique to their love, born out of their love. What? The lover has a fear that I'm afraid that my beloved won't love me back. That's the fear that the lover has. That I love this beloved and my dream is that this should be two-way love. And my greatest fear is what if I die and I find that on the day of judgment that even though I tried to love Allah, I couldn't get Allah to love me back. This is the greatest fear of every lover. And the greatest dream of every lover is what? That I become the mahboob of my mahboob. I'm muhib, I want to be mahboob. I'm lover, I want to become beloved. So this is a fear born out of love. So the fear is the crown of the love. And that's what saves the person from sin. Hence Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ that person who fears that day when they will stand in front of their Rabb, it's that fear of being a disappointment to Allah Ta'ala, a fear of being exposed by Allah Ta'ala, a fear of not being loved by Allah Ta'ala, that makes a person say, forget it, I can't do this sin, I can't do it. Tells their nafs, look, you are going crazy inside, I can't do it, don't you understand, oh nafs? You may have this lust, you may have this greed, you may have this passion, you have this desire, you are trying to be amara and dictate to me, but I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm scared that if I listen to you and I show up in, on, on that day, then Allah Ta'ala will be upset with me. Allah Ta'ala will be disappointed with me. I can't do it. So this is a fear that is born out of love. So Allah Ta'ala mentions this, that look what's going to happen about on that day of judgment. We told you this metaphor of criminal. So if only you could but see the mujrimun. Allah means the criminals. The criminals who sinned against themselves and betrayed Allah Ta'ala. If only you could see how they will be hanging their heads in shame in front of their Rabb. The way they will stand on the Day of Judgment is they won't be able to look. They will be hanging their heads in shame. Allah Ta'ala won't look at them. They won't look at Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala won't speak to them. In fact, Allah Ta'ala says, I will forget you the way you forgot me. Allahu Akbar. I will forget you on this day the way you forgot me and my hukum in hayat dunya hmm? Like they say in the really crazy jail, if they throw the person in deep down dungeon and tell him that now we are throwing away the keys and the whole world will forget you. And they walk away and throw the keys in the ocean and they never go down again. Hmm? That's how the person will be thrown in the dungeon called the fire of Jahannam. And they'll say, now we forget you the way you forgot us. Allahu Akbar Kabeerah. Hmm? Imagine, now 
Yes, on the one hand, you may think this applies ultimately to unbelievers. Yes, the ultimate punishment is for those who are unbelievers. But there are many other punishments in Jahannam that are not ultimate, not everlasting. That's for me and you. Because only a believer can come out of Jahannam. So all of those many, 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 many punishments mentioned in Hadith, which ultimately end after which the person goes into Jannah, all those punishments are for believers. Hmm? And me and you, the lover, is scared of even being forgotten for a moment. <laughs> they don't think like that, that okay, eventually I'll make it to Jannah. They say, no, I don't want to be forgotten by Allah Ta'ala for even a moment, for even a minute, let alone how long it may take for me to get purified of my sin. So this is a fear born out of love. A fear born out of love. So there's another way of standing in front of Allah Ta'ala, that they will be ashamed in being presented in front of their Rabb. And then there's the other way we already mentioned, mentioned to you many times, وَجُوهِ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ نَاظِرَةً That their days, their faces on that day will be radiant. Will be radiant. وَجُوهِ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ نَاظِرَةً عَيْلَى رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةً They will be gazing upon their Rabb. Even here, Mashaik mentioned a strange thing. That Allah Ta'ala should have said that first they're gazing on their Rabb, and because of that, their faces become radiant. Know what it means? That even before they look at Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is already looking at them. Allah Ta'ala is looking at them as what makes their faces radiant. Then with the radiant faces, they look back at Allah Ta'ala. Yes, so the full transition would be, Allah Ta'ala is gazing upon them with so much love that their faces become radiant with nur. Then with their faces radiant with nur, they look up and look back at Allah. That's one way Allah Ta'ala is mentioned in Qur'an. And then there's the other way mentioned in Qur'an. نَاكِسُوا رُؤُسِهِمْ إِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Two ways to meet Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. Hmm? Which one do we want? Hmm? Which one do we want? So our love and yearning should be for the first one and our fear should be for the second one. means to fear humiliation. Look, you will see in this world, nobody wants to be humiliated. The women are here, if I ask the women, hmm? that if anybody exposes you, humiliates you in front of you, even one person, they say, we can't. We could never bear that. They cannot bear humiliation in front of one person. On the Day of Judgment, how can we bear humiliation in front of all of humanity? All of humanity. Billions and billions of people. Now, Ajeeb, this is a strange field. But some ulama of hadith, they mentioned this way, that Allah Ta'ala will make it. Otherwise, if you, in your mind, think billions of people standing there, you will say, how can they all see the hisab? Right? How can they see it? Because there'll be miles and miles of people. So no, Allah Ta'ala is going to make it in such a way. Allahu Alam. Even today they have screens, maybe some system. Allah Ta'ala will make it in such a way that all of the billions and billions of human beings will actually see and witness the detail of the hisab of everyone in front of them. That itself will be one of the terrors on the Day of Judgment. Allahu Akbar. Ajeeb. Hmm? So then imagine. Hmm? So no, a woman would never, never want to be humiliated like that. Would never want to be humiliated like that. So we don't want to be, no man would want to be humiliated like that. So we don't want to be presented in front of our Rabb as guilty on the Day of Judgment. We don't want Allah Ta'ala to turn His pleasure, expression of His pleasure, that's wajh, His expression of His pleasure, away from us on the Day of Judgment. So how is it that we want to show up on that day with these sins?
How is it that we want to show up on that day with these sins? So we just give you some examples of fear that Sahaba Ikram and the Salaf Salihin had and they will end beyond inshallah just so you understand that this fear is for everybody. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu the greatest of mu'mineen, Imam of Siddiqeen after Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away he became Amir al-Mu'mineen he became Khalifa al-Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and even Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu when he was in Maraz al-Mawt in his fatal illness final days he had so much fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to say statements such as, I wish my mother never gave birth to me. What does it mean that I'm terrified of meeting Allah ta'ala? He said, I wish I was just a blade of grass. Gas min gas ke tin ka hota. Gas min kisi bakri ke peet ka ek baal hota. I wish I was just a hair on the back of a goat. I wish I was just a blade of grass. What does it mean? I wish I was an insan. Because he was scared of the hisab on the day of judgment. Scared of the hisab on the day of judgment. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu narrated about him that his son Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu said that when my father was passing away and he was in his final moments he called me and said oh my son when I pass away I want you to do my ghusl quickly and pray janazah over me quickly and bury me quickly and he said okay yes my father and then he says again a second time my father said this to me then the third time my father said this to me so I said oh my father why is it that you're emphasizing this so much so he said, Oh my son, I am telling you to say no Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said to his son that I am telling you this. Why? Because if Allah Ta'ala is happy with me, that I want you to make me meet him soon. And if Allah Ta'ala is unhappy with me, I want you to rid your shoulders of the burden your father is on you. Ya Allah. Sayyidina Umar and thinking that this is even a possibility that Allah Ta'ala might be unhappy with him and he's telling his son that you should rid your shoulders of me. Hmm? Allah Akbar and Hassan Basri from the Tabin. He had so much fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he used to cry. The people used to describe his crying in an ajeeb way. They said he used to cry towards the end of his life the way a young man would cry after burying his father. If a young man was to bury his father and come back that night and cry, this is the way Hassan Basri used to cry every night in the last days of his life. That's how they described his crying. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Then, Abdullah bin Mubarak radiallahu ta'ala anhu, great of the Tabai Tabin, one of the great muhaddisin. Hmm? He had so much love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Great wali of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. It's a whole separate bayan on this topic our shaykh gives. He's such an amazing person. Maybe one day we'll give you that bayan inshallah on Abdullah bin Mubarak radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Ajeeb al-gharib. Incredible person. From the he used to have did so much khidmat of hadith, did so much khidmat of wilaya. So when he was passing away, it narrated about him in his last moments. He had a white beard. And he laid himself on the ground. And he started rubbing his face on the soil, the earth of the ground. And so people were amazed at what is happening. And they leaned closer and they saw that he was grabbing his white beard. And he said that, Ya Allah, have mercy on the white hairs of Abdullah. Have mercy on the white hairs of your Abdullah. This is the fear with which these people left this world. Allahu Akbar. His life was, I can't even tell you what a pure life he lived. The muhaddisin say that if there's anyone from, just to give you one statement of muhaddisin, that if there's any one person from the Tabai Tabin in whose life we felt we saw the 
life of Sahaba, it is Abdullah bin Mubarak radiyatahu. One muhaddis, he said that I see no difference. Allah Akbar. And these muhaddisin, they're very, no people, and they comment very strictly. He said, I see no difference between Abdullah bin Mubarak Ta'ala and Sahaba, except one, that the Sahaba got to be with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Abdullah bin Mubarak was after the Prophet sallallahu Otherwise, in his sifat, his haya, in his attributes, his person, he is exactly the same. Allah Akbar, for muhaddisin to say this about someone. And this is the way he passed away. And he was exactly the same in this also. The same way Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, the same way Sayyidina Umar radiallahu means he didn't praise himself. He didn't think, I'm such a big muhaddis, or I've done so much khidmat of deen, or I've done so much dawah, or I've made so much ibadah, or I've prayed so much tahajjud. He didn't present anything like that to Allah Ta'ala. He just started rolling on the ground and rubbing his face on the dirt and presenting his white hair and his old age that maybe Allah Ta'ala will have mercy on me because that's a hadith of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah Ta'ala has haya in taking the soul of that person whose hair has grown white in, this, in, in the deen. This is what he ended on. So from all of those hadith, which one did he remember? Huh? When he was passing, he meant this. Then maybe there's some way. What about himself did he remember? The whiteness of his beard. Allah Akbar, these were real mu'mineen. So then we know that when these mu'mineen will be raised on the Day of Judgment, they will meet Allah Ta'ala in such a way. It's our choice now, how we want to live our life. We want to live our life such that we can meet Allah Ta'ala like a long lost lover, or we want to meet, live our life such that we meet Allah Ta'ala as a criminal. It's our choice. So in our deen, there's a path that helps us. That's called making tawbah. That's called doing tazkiyah. Making tawbah means to leave all of our sins. Making tazkiyah means to try in the future to lead a life such that we are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala, such that we follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, such that we purify our heart, such that we get this feeling of love, such that we get this feeling of fear. So may Allah Ta'ala accept us for this niyyah. May He accept our tawbah on this day. Many times we make tawbah at night here in the brightness of the day, in the brightness of the nur of Allah Ta'ala's day, we should also make tawbah to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala and make niyyah and irada of this tazkiyah. May Allah Ta'ala accept this from us. May Allah Ta'ala make us amongst His loving mu'mineen, His fearing mu'mineen. And may Allah Ta'ala raise each and every one of us also on the Day of Judgment in such a way that we are smiling upon Him and He is smiling upon us. وَآخِرُ da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Before we make dua, we will make tawbah all together. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an al-Kareem, Tubu illallahi jami'a. That make tawbah to Allah Ta'ala jami'a all together as a group. Ayyuhal mu'minun, O all believers. La'allukum tuflihun. So that you may get falah, you may become successful in this tawbah. What does it mean? The ulama mashayikh, they mention... Why? That because if we make tawbah in a gathering, then if any one person in the whole gathering, whether men or women, present or listening anywhere, any one person makes true tawbah, then Allah Ta'ala sends so much mercy down that He forgives the entire gathering. So each and every one of us, we should make near that I want to be that person. I'm not counting on anybody else. I want to make true tawbah. 
and our husn is on about everyone else also, is that they're all also making true tawbah. And we all came to make this tawbah. And now once and for all, we want to change our life, and we want to leave all the false loves, and the false emotions, and we want to attach our heart to the true love, and true emotion, to our true beloved, our true one and only Allah. And second niyyah we should make is that of tazkiyah, this is called making irada. This is also called bayt. This is called become student of shaykh. This is called joining the path of tariqah, of tazkiyah. This means that if somebody here doesn't have a shaykh yet, then they should make that niyyah. That, yalla, I want to attach my heart to a line of mashayikh, that they will be my teachers of tazkiyah, teachers of taqwa, teachers of tawbah, teachers of zikr. By sitting in their gathering like you sat today, I will learn and get my feelings how to become closer to Allah Ta'ala, then they will teach me some zikr that I can practice every day so that every day I come step by step closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So the zikr that our mashayikh teach is very simple. Very simple. You have to do five things every day in addition to all the farais and wajibat and sunnahs that we do. Number one is every day we should recite Quran Al-Kareem. Because when you are connected to Kalam Allah, you will be connected to Allah Ta'ala. When you are distant from Kalam Allah, you will be distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah ta'ala says that the Qur'an has a shifa in it, shifa for the kuloob, spiritual cure. So every day recite Qur'an. Those who have more strength, more ability, they should recite one juz, one sipara a day. Those who have less strength, less ability, less time, they should recite half a juz, half sipara a day. Even if somebody finds that difficult to start with, they should start with something, anything, but every day they should recite. Gradually, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will give them tawfiq to reach half a juz. Second thing is every day to make istighfar hundred times. Astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhanbi wa atubu ilayh. And to make niyyah that, Ya Allah, I'm begging your forgiveness for any sins I may have done, any mistakes I may have done, any lapses, any ghaflat, anything that I did. Every day I want to wash it clean. Every day I made some mistakes in my book of deeds. Every day I want to correct it before I go to the next page. Before I go to the next day. Third, hundred times salawat. Durood Sharif on Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallam. This is the shortest durood that has all three words. Salli, barik, sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Triple strength durood. So you recite this hundred times. Actually, it's like reciting the Rishif three hundred times. Yes? Then Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that that person who sends salawat durood on me once, Allah Ta'ala sends durood on them ten times. So when you recite this durood, Allah Ta'ala will inshallah send 3,000 salawat on you. 100 times a day. Alright? Three things. Number four is called zikr kalbi. This is the most important one actually in the beginning. Because we know how to make zikr with the tongue. We pray salah, we make dua. Number four is called zikr kalbi. Kalb means our spiritual heart. It means to remember Allah Ta'ala from your heart. When? All the time. Yes. All the time. That's called love. Can there be a lover who forgets their beloved? You can't call that love. Our Mashaikh give example. Did Majnoon ever forget Layla? Can Majnoon say I'm too busy? Can Majnoon say I don't remember Layla in shop? I don't remember Layla in clinic? I don't remember Layla in office? He will never say that. He will say what is shop and what is clinic and what is office and what is university? All day and all night I remember Layla. That's what he would say. Huh? 
So, the true lover always remembers Allah Ta'ala. Where? Not in the tongue that you have to say Allah, Allah, Allah all the time. No, no, no. In your heart. It's a feeling. Zikr is from the heart. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Allah bi dhikrillahi tatma'innul kuloob. That from the zikr of Allah, the spiritual heart gets itminam. How will you remember Allah Ta'ala all the time? You have to remind your heart. First step. Because heart is ghafil. Heart is forgotten Allah Ta'ala. So even before you remember, you have to remind. This is called first level of zikr kalbi. Our mashaik, they call it wukuf kalbi. Wukuf means to remind your heart to get stuck on Allah Ta'ala. To remind your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala. And you have to do this all day and all night. You have to try to do the zikr all the time. In the beginning, literally you have to do it all the time. Then as you keep reminding, your heart will start remembering. And you keep on reminding, your heart will keep on remembering. Then your heart will itself do the zikr. But in the beginning, you have to make it. You have to remind it. How to remind your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala? Very easy. All you have to do is remind your heart about Allah Ta'ala. That's it. Remind your heart that Allah Ta'ala is with me. I'm always in Allah Ta'ala's company and Allah Ta'ala is always my companion. So simple. <laughs> always remind yourself about that. Remind yourself that Allah Ta'ala is intimately near to me. Remind your heart about that. Allah Ta'ala is al-kareem. Allah Ta'ala is being so generous, gracious with me. You open up the fridge, Allah is kareem. You walk home, you have a roof, Allah is kareem. You have children, look at your children, Allah is being kareem with me. Not just that Allah Ta'ala is al-kareem, Allah Ta'ala is kareem with me. Allah Ta'ala is being kareem to me. Make your heart feel it. Allah Ta'ala is al-razaq, yes, but He's razaq with me. Not just every food and drink, every breath we take is from the risk of Allah Ta'ala. Every second of life is from risk of Allah Ta'ala. Everything is from Allah Ta'ala. So keep reminding your heart about Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is seeing me. Allah Ta'ala is listening to me. Allah Ta'ala is watching me. Allah Ta'ala is aware of me. Al-Khabir, Al-Aleem, Al-Basir, Al-Samir. Just keep reminding your heart about Allah Ta'ala. Your heart will keep remembering Allah Ta'ala. And if ever you feel I'm so busy I can't even do that, then even there we tell you how to do zikr. If you feel there's something very busy, big meeting, I'm going to be so busy in that meeting. No problem. When you walk in that meeting, just make niya. Just make niya. That yalla, I'll be in meeting and my heart will keep remembering you. That's it. And go into meeting. That I'll be teaching, my heart will be remembering you. I'll be driving, my heart will be remembering you. I'll be in court, my heart will be remembering you. Just make that niya. Your heart will keep remembering. And fifth and last zikr that our Mashaik teach, so one was daily recitation of Quran, second hundred times istighfar, three hundred times zikr, fourth was zikr kalbi, remind your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala all the time. And fifth and last zikr our Mashaik teach is another type of zikr kalbi. That's called muraqaba. Muraqaba, you can't do this all the time. Muraqaba, you can't do this when you're busy. Muraqaba you will do in your free time and just for some minutes of your free time. So easy. Hmm? How much? 10, 15, 20 minutes of your free time. Do it once, do it twice. In the beginning it's easier to do it before salah, after salah. What is this muraqaba? Muraqaba means that you want to sit and remember Allah Ta'ala in your heart in such a way that you forget everything else. That, Yala, I want to remember you only. Before I was busy, I was remembering you, but working also, remembering you, driving also, remember you, teaching also. Now I'm free. So I want to spend a few minutes of my day that I remember you only. 
فَإِذَا فَلَغْتَ فَانْسَبْ وَإِلَى رَبِّكَ فَالْغَبْ Now I'm free, I want to turn to you. Okay, how you make the zikr? Again, you will make zikr in your heart. But what you will do is you will try to forget the world. So we close our eyes so we don't see anything. We stop our mind so we don't think anything. And we go deep into ourself, our batin. What's inside? Allah tells us in Quran, وَذْكُرَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكْ Make zikr of your rub inside yourself. Inside us is our ruh. Which part of the ruh does zikr? Our kalb. So you would just make niyyah that my kalb, the heart of my ruh, my spiritual heart is making zikr of Allah. Is making zikr of Allah Ta'ala only. What zikr is it making? Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, وَذْكُرْ isma rabbik. Make zikr of the name of your Rabb. And the name of our Rabb is Allah. And that name has power in it. Tabarak asmu rabbik. Full of barakah is the name of your Rabb. That whole bayan can be given on the fawaid of Bismillah. Hmm? So very simple, I need the power and blessing of that name right here. Allah Ta'ala, I've read Bismillah on food. I've read Bismillah on water. I've read Bismillah before driving. Now I need to get the name, ism of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in my heart. I need it here. Hmm? Then I will have the love. Then I will have the fear. So you would just sit with 10-15 minutes with this niyyah, silently, secretly, that my kalb is making zikr of Allah's name, that my kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. That's it. In the beginning you won't feel it, it's going to take you time. You have to sit for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day for 3 or 4 weeks every day. Then your heart will gradually become softened to the zikr. After you sit for 3, 4 weeks for 15, 20 minutes every day, then you will be able to concentrate. Then you will feel something. So in the beginning, if you're new, just go through the process. So easy, you just have to sit. That's it. Keep sitting. You don't worry, my mind is wandering. Keep sitting. I can't focus. Keep sitting. I'm falling asleep. Keep sitting. Just make sure you keep sitting for 15, 20 minutes a day. Within 2, 3, 4 weeks, inshallah, then your heart will start remembering Allah's name. So this is called muraqabah. So you practice this five daily zikr, and you listen to bayan. Those of you who are new, we give you a card, and the boys will give you a card on the way out. You will listen to bayans. You will go and see. It's the job of our mashayikh that they make bayan on the topics of tazkiyah. So you will go and you will listen, and you must practice the bayan. Then if there's anything that you need for your tazkiyah, not some random question, if there's any topic you need for your tazkiyah, and you don't find it on the website, you get contact us, you email us, if this topic isn't there, my job is to make that bayan. We will research that, Quran and Sunnah, teachings of Mashaikh. We will make bayan, you will get email back, bayan is made, it's on the website for you. That's my job. But inshallah you will find 99%, most of what you need is there. Because we've been doing this for 12 years now. <laughs> Quite a lot is there. But anything you need for tazkiyah is not there, that's the email you will get a reply to. Hmm? Otherwise you listen to bayan, practice bayan, make the zikr, 80-90% of tazkiyah will be done. So first four, six months, one year, we just want a person to listen to Bayan, practice Bayan, practice the zikr. You can reach me for help to practice Bayan or help on zikr. Then when that process is done, then yes, for some of you, there will be some few sins that are left, some stubborn sin, that even though you're listening to and practicing Bayan, even though you're making the zikr, still it didn't go away. Then after that, after four, six, twelve months you try, then you tell me, that look, I've been making zikr regularly, 
listening to Bian and practicing regularly, and this one sin remains, then we will target a solution for you for that particular problem. But I don't do that in the beginning. In the beginning, we start with the general medicine. Practice this five zikr, listen to Bian. Make zikr, listen to practice Bian. Make zikr, listen to practice Bian. Alright? This is, that's it. There's nothing more to it. Nothing else in the teaching, nothing else in your learning. This is what you have to do. Listen to Bian, make zikr, and then correspond when you are making Bian and listening, listening to Bian and making zikr, and you need further help.